Good morning. Smell the bacon, don't you? Yeah, I smell the bacon. Smell, smells good. Everybody's good? Two people answered that, so I'm assuming from that the rest of you, your day stinks, you're not looking forward to bacon and all that good stuff. No, I know, you just, you, you, we were taught, you, when I was a kid, let's digress here a minute, when I was a kid, if I would have spoke out in church, some of you can relate to this, you'd have got the eye first, the second time you'd have got the arm, and the third time you'd have been going out the back door. So when I ask, it's okay if you answer, so are you guys good? Yeah, okay, okay. Do what? Great's better. Great's better. I'm with you. Great's better. Absolutely. Hey, we're, we're going to have some fun. I'm going to have some fun. And I know you guys said, well, we, we know we're going to have fun because we're going to eat in just a minute. We're going to get to that. A lot of, there's some, some cool stuff coming up. Cookies. I, I gotta, how many of you have been when we do cookies? A few, few of you have, yeah. The rest of you don't come because that means more cookies for me. We eat the broken one. No, I'm telling you, I hope everybody, the schedule such it. hopefully you can find time, come up here and, and hang out, make some cookies. The real, the real, the greater, the better, the greater part is taking them out and sharing them with the community, and we love to do that. Um, so that, that's right around the corner. Did you guys know it's, it's like, what, 23 days till Christmas? Now you stressed a little bit? Some of you are. You may, some of you are. No, I, I hope you're not. It's here, and it's awesome. And I, Christmas is kind of like, there's two, every Sunday is game day for, for Matt and I, but, but Christmas and Easter, I get especially excited about what's coming up and going on. We get Christmas, we talk about the birth of Jesus, and I always love this. Somebody, sure as I'm standing here, is going to come up and say, you know he really wasn't born on December 25th. And I would just respond, I don't care. He was born the Son of God. So I don't care what day he was born on. We're going to celebrate on December 25th and, and, and have a party. But uh, so today... I'm going to kind of twist the story a little bit. Now, one of the things I'll try to never do is take liberties with this book. I, I'm just not, I don't think we should do that, and I'm not going to do that. But I'm going to share a story, uh, and at Christmas time, it's going to seem a little odd, but I think it's the very reason we celebrate Christmas. But I'm going to take a story that's in the Bible, uh, and I'm going to share it with you today to, to hopefully encourage some of you. Because what I'm going to share today is a story about a guy in today's society, and even back then was considered a loser. And you're going, why would you talk about a loser when we're celebrating the birth of Jesus? Well, because Christ came, there are no losers. That, that, that just limp. So, okay, we're done. You can go home. I just tipped the whole message there, so pretty quick. But I want to share a story, and some of you are going to, are going to if you know the Bible, if you're here today and you know the Bible, you're going, to, you're, going to be, you're going to be challenged a little bit because I'm telling you there's a loser in the Bible, and he's a pretty big name when it's all said and done. And when I say that, really by our standards, we would consider this guy somewhat maybe of a loser at the time. But, but I'm going to show you how God can take some amazing things and, and just turn them around in our lives. Uh, and, and here's why I think a lot of us can uh, relate to this person and to this story is because some of you are sitting there going, you know, through my life I've been labeled a loser. I, I, listen, I wasn't good enough. I didn't stack up. I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. I, I wasn't good enough. And what I've seen o over the long term, it starts, it starts having an impact on you and I. It takes a toll on our, if you will, our self-esteem. And which is really just the confidence in who we are and what we can do. That's really all it is. But, but when you're told long enough that you're a loser and you don't stack up, guess what? You start believing. You're a loser. And, and you don't stack up. I mean, it's just that, it's just that simple. So think about it. I mean, I think about my childhood, and uh, we've probably all been there, but in your childhood and in your, in your adult life, but maybe it's, well, you're, you're not good enough. You've applied for a job, and somebody told you, it may be directly, well, you're just not good enough. You can't do this job. 
or, or when I was in school is, well, you're not as good as Billy or Susie. And I had a brother. Thank goodness he was a renegade man because they loved me. But no, I'm, I'm, but, but you, you've been there. Well, you're not as good as your brother or your sister, and, and you just don't stack up. And, and I would say to that when people are telling you things like that, here's, here's the thing you need to go to as a follower of Christ. If you're, not, if you're here today and you're not a follower of Christ, this, you're not going to track on this one like a follower would. But if you're here today and somebody's telling you you're not good enough and, and your grades wasn't good enough and, and maybe you know, you're not the favored child, let me tell you something. This will right off the bat help you a little bit with this syndrome of, of us crushing people's self-esteem, calling them losers. Is You were created by God as a masterpiece. We've talked about this time and time again. You were created as a masterpiece. And you need to grab hold of that. I, and I'm, I couldn't be more serious about that because the world, I can promise you before the day's out, is, is going to challenge you that you're not good enough. There's people in this room, there's probably some of you that, that, that have had divorce in your life. You're not good enough. Maybe, maybe some of you, uh, you, you, you've had addictions that you've fallen prey to. You're not good enough. And who knows what it could be. Maybe it's just that you, know, you didn't do this well enough and you didn't do this well enough. And we, we, we take people's self-esteem, and I think this is, I think this is so, so sad, but yet I think it's so powerful that we want to tear people down. We, 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 we do it. I mean, we do it. We take shots at people and we tear them down. Here's, here's what's so sad about that, because you and I were created masterpieces. And, and when I think about self-esteem, and when I, I started looking up the word, I thought, I'm just curious if I'm right. But basically, uh, what the dictionary said is, it, it really is, it's about your, your confidence in yourself and, and who you are and what you can do. Is I don't care who you are in this room today, follower of Christ or not. And if you're not a follower of Christ, again, we are so excited you're here. But, but either way, let, let me tell you, self-esteem, who you are, in, is non-debatable. We all started off on the same level. I believe we will all finish on the same level. Now, by that, there will be, there will be followers and non-followers, different destiny. But, but our self-esteem was established in the Old Testament when I read that we were created masterpieces. It also says that God looked at his creation and said, what I have done is what? Good. Good. So, so my self-esteem should be no higher or no lower than yours. We should all be on the same field. We, we just should. We should be on the same field. And, and here's where it gets... Gets a little dicey, I guess. Here's where we struggle with this a little bit. Why, why are we? Don't confuse this with sin now. We have sin. Sin is a symptom of a sinful lifestyle. That's not, that's not who God created us to be. So that's not about our abilities and who we are. That was determined by God. He's given us these abilities, He's given us who we are and what we can do. But yet, for some reason, it seems to me, it seems to me that in the church, and, and we, we get kind of religious and we get legalistic and the very people, we, we, we want to tear them down. You're not good enough to come. You, 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 I've never understood that because the very thing we're saying is you're not good enough to come is why Christ himself, this little baby that we're talking about, it's the very reason he came because guess what? And this is where it's levels to say, none of us were good enough to come. None of us. So when we start, you know, here's how we really, we, we tear others down to elevate ourselves. Have you ever noticed that? If I'm tearing you down, it makes me look like I'm going up. But in reality, what's happening is, basically, is it's, it's the opposite. But I think we need, to, we need to wrap our hands around, our heads around, and our hands around a little bit of, about this, this thing that we're, we're celebrating this birth, the birth of this child in a couple weeks. And he came to lift up the very people that we tear down.
You guys are really quiet today, and that's okay. But I, I hope somebody this will lift you up because all of us, or most of us, I, I can speak to this, has, we've been labeled. We've been labeled, and we've been labeled as we're not worthy, we're not good enough. The church may be the worst I've ever seen it doing it sometimes. I, I mean, it really is because we'll take this sinful lifestyles and we'll say, well, they're not worthy. They're not worthy. So we automatically start tearing down what Jesus came to build up. And I don't, I, that makes no sense to me. I've struggled with that. I struggle with it today, and it's one of the reasons that maybe we've gone overboard to try to say, no, 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 that's not the model. We want to build up what Christ came to build up. We want to be a part. We want to help. We want to aid in that. Do not want to be a part of tearing down and being destructive when it comes to the body of Christ. But, I mean, there, listen, there are, there are absolute sins. There's things. God, in, through this book, and Christ set a, set a bar. Set a, they built a fence. But for some reason, the church is taking it upon itself to start adding runs to that. We, we make it harder and harder and harder and harder to the point of, I, sometimes I'm thinking, I probably shouldn't stand up here and preach. Because there'd be people that would like, well, did you see what he did? He got impatient in Walmart. He's not, it, come on, I mean, that's what we do, guys. It can be that subtle or it can be, it can be a lot more out front than that. But we, we do it and it's, it's just sad. Listen, our job is to lift up, to build up. That's what Christ called us to do. And we've got to, it's got to start in, in, in the body. It's got to start. We talked last week about the local church. That's the assembly. It's got to start here. Now, somebody's going to take this a little out of context, and they're going to say, so, so a broken person can come in and serve. Well, sure they can. Now, where they can serve is, is kind of debatable. The Bible gives us some very strict guidelines on certain areas, and some it doesn't. But listen, if we're going to, if we're going to establish what somebody's worth is based on sin, then guess what all of us are? Worthless. Sorry, and I know some of you are going, he just said I was worthless. If that's, your, if that's your baseline, yes. But I know that not to be the case because God created me, and he said, you're a masterpiece. I'm, I'm a whole lot more than, than oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was created as a masterpiece. It's amazing. It's powerful. So we, we get this model. So we, yeah, a good example is, you know, there's certain people that can't serve in our kids' ministry. You've you got to pass a criminal background check. If you can't, we love you, and we're not here to tear you down. I've seen people that would tear Well, they failed the criminal background. They're a criminal. No, they made a mistake. They, they are sinners, but guess what? While you're calling them a, a, a criminal, you're a sinner too. The self-worth still stays the same. It's a huge difference, and, and the church of anywhere needs to grasp that. It's got to be the local church. It's got to be you and I as followers of Christ. We've got to come to, to, to grasp that. We were created in God's image. Amazing, amazing. So why, why are we insistent on constantly trying to tear people down? I think about this. I go all the way back to the Old Testament. Based on today's standards where we've put the rungs, there was a guy named King David. He wouldn't stack up today, and he's responsible for a whole lot of the Old Testament. And if you don't know King David, King David was kind of an anointed, chosen one, but yet he was an adulterer who killed his, uh, his mistress's husband. How many of you are going to let him lead in your church? I'm guessing if you've got Jesus' resume, it's always been the joke that most churches, if they got Jesus' resume, they wouldn't let him in the door. I mean, he hung out with the people that we were tearing down. That one was free, but it's true. But so we got, <laughs> listen, our, our goal in, in church, and I don't, I don't know where we got off on this, should never be to destroy anybody's self-esteem. I don't care where you've been. You hear me say this. I don't care where you've been, what you've done. Our, our goal is to lift you up through Jesus Christ, to lift you up. And you're saying, but, but you don't understand. I'm, I'm, I'm broken. I'm torn. I'm, so was David. 
you've worked out pretty well. I mean, as far as how God can use him. And I'm, in just a second, I'll get to my story of this broken guy. And, and it's, I'm telling you, it's going to challenge you a little bit. Because here's where, here's where we get messed up, is we listen to man way too much. Have you ever noticed that? We, we listen to man way too much. We, we need to pay attention to what God says. Because here's what I can tell you. This story I'm going to share with you, it, it involves an A player. His name's Paul, by the way. This A player who now, he was a bad guy. So really, we can start right there. And I'm going to get, not careful, I'll get off on tangent. So Paul wouldn't even stack up in our standards today. Because he, he, we, would, we would say, man, he was a loser. He was killing the church. He was killing Christians. He was persecuting. But forget that. So we've moved on, and he's had this encounter with Christ, and he's a good guy now. So here's this A player, Paul. And, and he's hanging out with some guys, and, and they're, let me kind of set the story. They're, they're, they're doing missions work. They're doing, you know, we send out missionaries. They're doing missions work. So Paul and his team, they're going out and, and doing this work, and it's amazing. It's powerful. Paul's leading the charge. Paul's, I mean, Paul, he accounts for so much of the New Testament. It's so powerful who this guy is. I mean, and if, Paul, if Paul says, Mark, I'm going to stop and listen because that's our nature. I'm going to listen to Paul. Sometimes we, we, we get it way out of order. So Paul, Paul's powerful. But let me tell you, let me just jump here. They're on this trip. They're on this missions trip. He's got his team, and then, and then they have this little skirmish. And this is just, this is just real brief in Acts 13, 13. From uh, Papias, Paul and his companions sailed to Perga, and from there, Pamphylia, where John, which is John Mark, left them to return to Jerusalem. Okay, and that doesn't tell you much. So they're on this trip, and in the middle of the trip, John Mark, we'll call him Mark from this point on because that's who it is, Mark, Mark abandons them. That's disgraceful. I mean, we're on this missions trip. Church has done fundraisers. They've sold chicken pies and barbecue chicken. They've raised this money, and they've sent them out, and they're doing this missions work. And then in the middle of the trip, John Mark, Mark, leaves them. He just leaves them. That, that's that's kind of tough. He's a loser. He got kicked off the team. We'll see that in just a few minutes. I mean, who, who would leave Paul on a missions trip? I mean, Paul's an A player. Paul, Paul's the real deal. <laughs> I, I've, I've studied this story, and I've studied and studied, and I've, I've read the comments. They don't give us a reason why he left. I mean, who knows? Maybe the, maybe the guy was homesick. I, I don't know. Maybe he was homesick. Maybe some, some scholars say he didn't like the change that the leadership went from. He was kind of with uh, Barmas, and then Paul takes over, and he didn't like that. So maybe that's the reason. Uh, maybe the work was just too hard for him. I can't imagine what it was like to do missions work back then. We get nervous if it's raining. We have to get in our car and drive to church in the rain. Guess what? They got on their camel, their donkey. Really, they just walked. And it was 100 degrees or raining, whatever. So maybe, maybe, maybe Mark's just saying, yeah, it's too hard for me. I can't do it. I can't do it. So what, what do we, man, what would we, how would we label him? We'd say he's a loser. We'd say, you know, his self-esteem, he has no, no worth, no abilities. This, this guy doesn't cut it. Paul's, Paul's got this, and, and, hey, we're going forward. So this, this, this causes a bigger rift than just this. I mean, this, this, kind of, this is kind of crazy. It kind of reads like a soap opera when you start following this whole story. Because not only does, does Mark get booted, but Paul and, and Barmas, they have this rift, and it, it just it kind of gets crazy. It kind of gets out of hand. But when it's all said and done, when it's all said and done, they're getting ready to go on another missions trip. And this is where we see Mark get he gets he gets the, the axe. He's not he's not worthy. He can't go. And and I'm telling you, you we've heard this same story in our lives. Well, you're not worthy. You can't do this. You can't do this job. You're not a good husband. You're not a good wife. You're not a good kid. You're not a good employee. You're not a good employee. We've all heard it. And I'm telling you, if you hear it enough, it starts damaging who we are and who God created us to be, which, once again, let me remind you, is a masterpiece. So why are we in the business as followers of Christ? The last thing we should ever do is be discouraging and tearing down. 
Just, I'm sorry, and I'm guilty. I've done it. Now, helping people is a different thing, but doing it in this, this discouraging, destructive way is not acceptable. So let me pick up back. They're getting ready to go on this second trip, and let me, let me read a little bit of that for you. Acts 15, verse 36 through 40. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, Let's go back and visit the brothers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with him, but Paul did not think it was wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia. And he had not continued with them in the work. So he's a quitter. He didn't do his job. He didn't go with us. They had, listen to this. They had such a sharp disagreement that they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus. But Paul chose Silas and left, uh, commended by the brothers to the grace of the Lord. He went through Syria, uh, Syria and Sicilia, Sicilia, strengthening the church. So, so these guys, this, listen, they got in an argument. They got in an argument over this. And one of them says, hey, he, he can't go. So, so now we've got, we've got, I think, is a damaged goods. This is, Mark's not worthy to go. Now, you need to pick up something here because this is where the church kind of gets. This isn't about sin. There's, there's no argument here about sin. This is about self-esteem. And, and, the, and the church, listen, we, we, sin is a whole other issue. But there, nowhere in this story do you see that they said Mark, Mark was teaching uh, heresy or he was living a sinful life. That's not what they're talking about. He, he simply didn't finish the job earlier. So now he's damaged goods. Just like so many of us have been told we're damaged goods. We didn't finish the job. We don't, you didn't carry your weight. I mean, come on. You know you were supposed to do that. You didn't get the job done. So we, we start tearing down. We, we should be picking back up immediately, but we start tearing down. It's interesting to me, though, Paul won this debate. I mean, Paul won this debate. Here's where this story takes a twist. And I told you I was going to tell you about a loser, and the loser being Mark because he didn't finish the job and he gets kicked off the team. And if you've ever been kicked off a team, what do you feel like? A loser. If you've ever been, you know, if you, I'm, I'm, I've, I've talked to so many people who have gone through broken marriages, and both parties tell me, I, I, I just feel like, like a loser. I've heard that so many times. I've heard people lose their jobs, and, and, and I feel like a loser. Here's a guy who's, who's on the A team with Paul and Barnabas, and he gets kicked off the team. I can't imagine what this did to his self-esteem. I can't imagine. Here's where this gets so cool. This little baby that we're fixing to celebrate, or we are celebrating, this little baby Jesus, his metrics for measurement of these things is entirely different than ours. Entirely different. I think he sees every, everything as an opportunity. Everything, and I, I, need to, I need to remember that for me, that the troubles are opportunities. The, 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 the wins are opportunities. The troubles are opportunities. When I'm being told I'm a loser, there's an opportunity. Because if you're a loser, guess what you want to be? You want to become a winner. That's just human nature. We, we all do. Now, I, listen, I'm told, I, we, we don't want to be on the losing team. We want to be on the winning team. So Mark, Mark's got to be, I think he's got to be devastated at this point. Paul wins the debate. He's not going on the trip. It's, it's just it's messed up. The, the, listen, everything, it's, it's, they, they put wall in front of us, insurmountable. So what, what's, he, what's he to do? Jesus, Jesus came. Jesus came. He changed everything. This, this is powerful. And, and I've read this story a whole lot of times. It, 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 something made me stop and look at it a little differently this time. Because Christ's metrics are, are, are so much different than mine and yours. Because Christ, and if you study this, if you're a believer, you know this. You're, you're smarter than me. And if you're not a believer, you need to hear this. Christ never came to destroy. He came to build up. 
He never came to destroy. He came to lift us up. If he didn't come to lift us up, there was no need of him coming at all. Because this I know, we're all broken. Paul, uh, Paul, Paul didn't do this. Christ came to lift us up. This, this, and it's that, it's that easy, it's that simple. So, so pay real close attention to this. I, I think this is amazing how God's metrics or Christ's metrics changes everything. So we would perceive, and listen, I'm with Paul. I'm with Paul. You don't do your job, I can't use you. You, you can't be on my team. Sorry, you just you don't need you. You're not on my team. You're going to let me down. Can't, can't use you. See, Christ metrics, thank goodness, thank goodness, Christ metrics uh, are so much better. So much better. Because here's, watch what happens. This is subtle. So we read this. Paul, Paul and, uh, and Silas, they went one way. <laughs> Barnabas and Mark went another way. So now instead of this core team, these guys going out on a, a missions trip to reach a community, guess what happens in God's metrics when you take a loser and you elevate him with Christ? Now you've got two missions teams going out. Did you get that? So all of a sudden that, that's double the effort. Isn't that amazing? And maybe some of you don't, don't, that, you don't follow that, but to me that's powerful. Is Christ can take what you and I wouldn't. You need to pay attention to this because most of us have been labeled. Christ can take the very person that we've labeled as a loser and say, man, you're going to do something really amazing i'm going to send you out you're going on a trip you're going on a different path you thought this was your path and they labeled you as a loser i'm using this to show you what your real path is and you are a winner you are a masterpiece created in my image god you should be getting pretty excited especially if you're one of them maybe you're one of the fortunate you've never been on that other side of the, the, the spectrum where you felt like you let somebody down or you were a loser because i'm telling you god god christ can take your situation and and go from from <laughs> being kicked off the team to saying you're not only not going to be kicked off the team you're going to be the star of the team when you follow what i've called you to do so really it comes down to obedience so here, here you got it. So now these guys, they're going in separate directions. And, and we don't read a lot more about uh, Barnabas and Mark, but amazing. So we took not one team and went out and did missions work. We've got two teams going out. But yet I, I've always, I've, and, and listen, I'm, I've always joked that Mark's my favorite book in the Bible, and you can probably figure that out why. But I've always wondered how that made Mark feel. I think it had to be, I think it had to be conflicting for him. Because here's a man, is, and, and this is the case for us. Listen, here's where the church misses it. Sinful people... Here's what I've learned. There are sinful people who would love to get rid of their sin. They are trying. They, they are trying to reach, to find God. They, they, but we struggle. We struggle. So what does the church do? We say, well, they're just sinners. We can't. No. No, Christ never came to tear down. He came to lift up. He came to lift up, not some of the times, but all the times. And, and the other thing that's amazing is his patience is, is unwavering. And I've said this to your last breath. He's still, he's still waiting on you. He's still, he's still reaching out and saying, you're not, you're not a loser. You're not, I don't care what the world has told you. I don't care what man has told you. You are not a loser. How can you be a loser and be created in his image? Somebody's got to help me with that one. And, and, and listen, I know what some of you are going to try. You don't, don't waste your time. And I'm not going to get into it because it's a whole other subject, but don't waste your time. Created in God's image. I don't listen. And I'll go ahead and give you an answer to your question if you're one of these people, and I'm not going to tell you what your question is. Uh, his ways aren't my ways. I don't know. But he created us in his image, and we're masterpieces. Amazing. It's a powerful story. So now you've got these two teams going out, and they're doing these amazing things. But guess what? I'll guarantee you there were still critics because we would have sided with Paul. We would have sided with Paul. So why would he take this guy? He's already dropped the ball. We're talking about Mark in the Bible. He's already dropped the ball. 
why would I take him? Listen, this, these trips are hard. And we're, we're, it's a cause that's worth dying for, as we would later see with most of the disciples. They, they died fathering the cause, but Mark quit. Everybody in this room would have sided with Paul. Everybody. Thank goodness. Thank goodness. There's one. There's one who wouldn't side with Paul on this. And he made Paul who he was, who he is. He, he, he took Paul from being his, and if anybody should have understood this, and I suspect Paul did because there was, there was some coming around to this. Because Paul, as broken as he was, God was still able to use him because we would have labeled Paul just as we would have David as a loser because Paul was out persecuting the church. And when I say persecuting the church, remember what that is. And he wasn't trying to tear down our buildings. He was trying to tear us down. He would drag us into court. He would prosecute us. I'm sure he saw people killed because of their, their faith and their following and their belief of, of Jesus Christ. So Paul, if anybody, I think at some point Paul had to, well, I know he did. He grasped this. But when Paul's saying, you know, I, I can't use Mark, I can't use him. He's a loser. Look, look what Christ did. This is, this is amazing to me. Paul, what basically Paul's saying is, is, is Mark, I, I hate to break this to you, but y y you're not worthy. You can't go on a short-term mission trip with me. You, you just, you, you, didn't, you didn't stack up. Have you, have you ever heard that? Have you ever heard that? I mean, think about that. Mark, Mark, I'm sorry. You, you're, you're a pretty good guy, but, but you, you, just didn't, you just didn't make the grade. You didn't make the grade. When I was a kid, they used to cut you from athletic teams if you wasn't good enough. That's what Paul said. He said, listen, you're cut. Got no room for you on this team. What we do is really important, Mark. We're, we're going out and we're spreading the gospel. And this is so important, Mark. And, and you let me down. And I can't take you on my team. And, and, then, and then Mark's got his allies, but, but Paul won the day. He says, you're not going. And I can just see Christ going up there going, watch this, Paul. Watch this. This guy, this guy that's not good enough to go on a short-term missions trip, we know today wrote one of the Gospels. Come on now. Think about that. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, did you get that, Mark? Did you pick up that subtlety? So this guy that's not good enough to go on a short-term mission trip, but yet he can write a Gospel that tells us about the life and, and the missions and the ministry of a guy named Jesus Christ. The moral of this story is be careful who you listen to. Nehemiah talks about that in the Old Testament. He said, be careful who you listen to. The world will tell you you're not good enough. You don't stock up that you are a loser, especially when you're a follower of Christ. They, they, listen, I've heard that so much. Well, you're a follower of Christ. What a crutch. Find a better crutch. Find a better crutch than Jesus Christ. I'll lean on him all day long. All day long. The world, and listen, I think this is in there. I think this is kind of a twist of the story, and I know some of you are going, I don't think that's what it was meant to be. may not, but it's, it's, I think I can make a strong case for what I'm telling you. Paul said, no, you're not going. Christ says, no, you're not going. You're going to write a book. You're going to go a different direction, and you're going to write a book. And guess what? I'm still reading the book today. Pretty amazing. I know a little bit about Paul's mission trip, but I know a whole lot about the book of Mark. That's pretty powerful. But I'm telling you, we, we have got to. This is so key. This is so key. We've got to be careful who we listen to. And, and listen, it can be an A player. It, it, I tell you this. If somebody's telling you you're not good enough, that you're a loser, you, they always told me I, years and years ago, I hurt my back a little bit, and they said, if the doctor tells you to have surgery, get another doctor. Well, if you've got somebody that's telling you a loser, you need to find somebody else to talk to. Now, if, if somebody's telling you you've got sin in your life, don't, don't discount that. But I'm not telling you that to tear you down. I'm tearing, telling you that to lift you up. Because I give you a secret. I have sin in my life. It goes back to Genesis 3. 
And if you're in here today and you don't think you have sin in your life, I would encourage you to go back to Genesis 3 and start reading. Because we all have sin in our life. So don't, don't confuse the two. Do not confuse the two. And I, maybe this doesn't mean anything to you guys. This means the world to me. I think this changes everything. Everything. Because when we think we're at the end of our rope, we, we think, there's, why should we go on? We're losers. And nothing I've ever done has worked out. I think I go all the way back and think about a guy named David. Committed adultery. Had her husband killed. Man, you're talking about, I mean, lies and deceit and, and sin. and It's horrible. And yet, God used him. God took him and used him. He molded him. He shaped him. He used him. And then, and then we fast forward and we get to this, this Mark guy. He, he fell asleep. I mean, think about that. The very disciples that Christ took to pray with him when he's facing this, this great moment of he's going to the cross. He says, just stay and pray. They fell asleep. They went to sleep on Jesus Christ. And yet, look what he did with them. They, they went out, and, and, and it's amazing what happens when you see someone die and then and come back to life, what you'll go out and do. You'll fall asleep beforehand, but when you see him resurrected, you, you'll die for him. Here's the beauty to that. If you've been called a loser, guess what you've already seen? You've seen him overcome death. Did you get that? It's, it, you don't discount that. Well, no, I, no you, you have the story. Christ overcame death, not just then, but today. You, you are not a loser. You were never a loser. You are a child of God, created in His image, and you are a masterpiece. Be careful, be careful who you listen to. And really, when it comes down to it, there's only one that we should listen to, and His name is Jesus Christ. Here's the problem. When we start listening to man, when we start listening to man, we're elevating man over God. Now, I'm telling you, be careful with this. You don't need to come up and say, but what about sin? Sin's sin. That's not what I'm talking about. Sin is sin. And, and that's, that's encouraging when we, we help each other and we walk with each other. That's uplifting. That's what Christ came for. But for some reason, we got in our mind we should tear down because of sin. Get, get this model right. Christ came to lift up because of sin, so why would we ever tear down because of sin? That, that, that gives me hope because I was a sinner. I still am. I know you're going, oh, my pastor's a sinner. Yeah. At least I'm not lying. I mean, yeah, you kind of got that, didn't you? I mean, I, listen, let's, let's be honest about this because I know this. And, and listen, I believe this. I believe this because I'm the kid. Let me tell you a quick history. I've got a minute, too. I was the kid in school. I was the skinny kid with bird legs. Now, I'm going to hear that 100 times a day. I, I, I was a loser. Today, you know what I understand? Skinny kid with bird legs made in, the, made in the image of God Almighty. I am a masterpiece. You will not destroy my self-esteem. You cannot destroy my self-esteem. You can make fun of me. You can put me down. You can tell me about my sins. Then you're lifting me up, but you cannot tear me down. We should walk with that confidence. Everybody in this room should walk with that confidence. I, I don't care what, what, what you were known as or what you did or where you're at. That's, that's the confidence I have. I, I, that is so powerful to me. And as we celebrate this little child, I'm so thankful. I am so thankful that this little child was born of a virgin birth. That, that <laughs> he came, he leveled the playing field. He leveled the playing field. You, you, you come as you might, you can try. Listen, and, and, and that, listen, criticism hurts. It does. 
Man, it hurts. Man, and I talk about it. I try to be tough with it. Don't bother me. Yeah, it bothers me. It hurts. It hurts. But then I stop and think, be careful who you listen to, Mark. Be careful who you listen to. There's good criticism. I love that. I love that. I've said we get two choices every day. We can encourage or discourage. You can encourage me with criticism. I've had some great, some great encouragement with criticisms of some of the things we do. And guess what? We sit down and reevaluate. And if we need to make changes, we make changes. That's how it works with sin. You don't tear it down. You, you, you give them, we give the truth. And then we make a decision. Are we going to use it to lift up? Or are we going to allow it to tear down? Because Satan wants to, he, listen, he's going to aid you in doing the tearing down part. He, he, he will, if we're tearing down each other, man, guess what? I think Satan's going, yeah, hit him again. Let me give you a little more. Use this against him. Christ came to lift up. He came to build up. So, so our, our self-esteem, I'm telling you, I, I truly believe this. I think we all start on the same level. We will all end on the same level. Some of us will end with a relationship with Christ. Some of us won't. But Christ came to elevate. Remember that. I, I, I find, I mean, the only people, and he came to elevate the Pharisees and the Sadducees. He was a little rougher on them because they needed it. But even in that, he's just, he's just calling them out. He says, guys, and that goes back to this. Guys, this is your mistake. This is, you're looking at it wrong. You're just looking at it wrong. I mean, I think he would look at Paul and say, Paul, I appreciate what you did because you just doubled the ministry, but you, you've kind of missed something here. This guy's not a loser. This guy's not a loser. I created him, by the way, Paul, in my image as well as I did you. I guess this will get me some trouble. I guess we're all twins. We're all the same. We're all the same. And that kind of messes you up a little bit, doesn't it? Holy cow. Matt, man, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> That's pretty cool if you think about it. Man, so why won't we do oh, I, I, can I, What can I do for you? How can I pray for you? How can I lift you up? How can I lift you up? How can I, listen, we're, in the, we're the same. How can I lift you up? Instead, well, but, but did, did you know what they did? He quit. Let's toss him. That's so messed up. I, I, that's so messed up. We want to know what's wrong with the church, man. We, 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 we built fences that weren't meant to be built. Let's tear them down. Now, now please don't come. You're saying we should tear down sin. No, 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 no. We lift up because we all live in sin. We lift up. But what about their sin? Their sin's different than mine. We lift up. But what about their sin? You know what? We lift up. Christ died on the cross. Why? To lift us up. Tell you, listen, you walk out of this room to get your bacon and eggs, and I'm thrilled about that, but I'm telling you what you cannot do. You cannot walk out of here feeling like you're a loser. You cannot walk out of this room feeling like a loser. You, you, can, you can walk out here with a lot of different attitudes, but, but I hope, if nothing else, please hear me on this. Be careful who you listen to. Be careful who you listen to. Find, find your guidance. Find your directions from right here. These writers, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Paul, amazing what they shared. And what they shared was the life of Jesus, the hope that we find in Jesus. The things that build us up, that lift us up, that give us this self-esteem that we can carry on regardless of how broken we are or the things that have happened that's transpired in our lives. Christ says, no, I came to lift you up. It's amazing. Simple message. I hope you, this little baby, it's amazing, this little baby and this little ratchety 
crib, manger, whatever you want to call it. This little baby. Think about this. Didn't come just to lift me up. This little baby lifted us all up equally. Isn't that amazing? This little baby gives me cold chills. I saw Elon celebrated her one-year-old, or her first birthday, one-year-old. This little baby. Christ, Christ, you know, lived, came as, Christ was a year old. And at a year old, he was going, I, I, I come to lift you guys up. I watched Elin, she was taking some of her first steps, and I'm thinking, how amazing. Christ was lifting us up when he was taking his first steps. It's powerful. So powerful. So be encouraged. It's Christmas. Be encouraged. Go out and encourage someone that feels like they've been torn down, that feels like they're a loser, that they've been broken. Because I know this. Paul says, Mark, you're not worthy. And Christ says, oh, yes, he is. Watch this. Watch this. So grab hope. See what happens. Listen, if you're here, there may be somebody here today that says, I, I, I don't have that kind of relationship with Jesus Christ. But there's some core tenets that we believe about this, and, and, and I think these are so key uh, when it comes to lifting each other up. And the, the, if the first key tenet is just this. This little baby was born of a virgin birth. Separates him from everybody. Born of a virgin birth. As he grew older, he was falsely accused, and he was crucified. dead and end of story even these very disciples these A players if you read the story I'll kind of they, they ran they left they fled you want them on your team they left that's what Paul says I don't want Mark he fled they left something about when you see a man walk out of the grave three days later oh my gosh if that don't elevate your self esteem if that don't lift you up I don't know what will so what we believe is, is Christ was born of a virgin birth he was crucified dead and buried and on the third day he overcome and if you, can, if you can grasp that and you can believe that, then, then I believe, we believe this. It's as simple as bowing your head. And here's our problem is we don't like to relent to anybody. We don't because that seems like we're lowering our self-esteem. That's raising your self-esteem when we yield to Christ. You bow your head. Father, I am a sinner. I am broken. But today I turn to you. I give you my life. You sent your son who died on the cross. His blood has covered my sins. Today I am elevated to, to, to the kingdom. I am a part of the family of God. I am so excited. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me. Powerful. Powerful. And if you're here today and you pray, if that's something you want to do, if you want to come talk to me or Matt and listen, we... People say, well, what's the class I need to take? What, what do I need to go through? You need to bow your head and pray. You need to bow your head and pray. You can do it here. You can do it in your home. You can, don't do it in your car. That gets a little dicey. Not driving anyway. But, but, but please share. Please share because this is what we want to do. We want to encourage. From, we want to encourage. We, and, and listen, if you're not ready to make that decision, please come up and talk to me because I want to encourage you. Matt wants to encourage you. We want to encourage you. We want, we want to see you elevated. Because I don't know what God's got in store for you. I have no clue. But make a choice. Make a decision. But do not walk out of this room. Do not walk out of this room feeling like you're a loser. Because you're a masterpiece. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for this amazing day when we can come together to celebrate the birth of your son, Jesus. Not quite there yet, Father, but, but it's so exciting. 20, 23, 24 days to go. And we're going to celebrate because this little baby, this little baby took the weight of the world and he elevated every one of us equally. 
equally. And we see that through your, your amazing lessons that we read in the Bible that these writers recorded. I think it's so amazing that what we would label as a loser, you said, no, this is, this is, this is, this is my strength, this is my power when you allow me to lift you up. I'll take the very thing that we, you perceive in this world as being a loser and I will elevate you to do these amazing things in the name of Jesus. So thank you, Father. Thank you that you give us that hope. I pray, I pray, Father. I'm, I'm sure somebody in this room today is struggling and thinking, I'm just a failure. I'm just a failure. I'm not worthy. Everything has gone wrong. I'm just a failure. I pray today that they understand there are no failures in your, in your eyes, Father. You're, you're looking for obedience, commitment, and confession, Father. So be with us. If that person's here today, help them to understand, help them to grasp. Obedience, confession, and commitment can change their lives. Thank you for all that you do for us. For it's these things we pray. Amen.